2: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul. And
1: who cannot get on board with that platform?
2: If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not gonna say it. That sounds too good. No, it's good, Roll, No, 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 app. no, no, <laughs> no. If
1: the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am one of your hosts, Ty Ty Wash- Windish. Joined as always by my just you know just like Mr. Good Times Rohan Coddy. Rohan, how's it going?
2: I am doing I'm doing well. Mr. Good Times is uh <laughs> very uh, uh let's say it's indicative of what's to come. oh um, but uh it that's what Tai tie is one pronunciation of your name right now. That's what both we're going on, with. Both on that I mean you on X.com, you gotta do what you gotta do, my guy.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, man. Listen. Um Ty Ty Washington Jr., who I almost said, I'm so used to saying Washington after Ty Ty, signed with the Bucks on a two-way deal. We're going to talk a lot about that and what I think is a really intriguing strategy. Can I, can
2: I say something first to yeah. listen Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like, you know we're in peak offseason and we know we're in peak uh, Ty has a bit mode. Yeah, Because As Ty. soon as Ty Ty Washington Jr. signed a two-way contract, he messaged me saying emergency Yeah, you, you didn't think I was
1: I was about it, about it. Uh, you should know better.
2: I know, but it's like it's that is the most tie-tie Ty Ty windish thing yeah. I could think of is man Tie-tie Ty Ty Washington emergency timeout well, right
1: now. I I, I just want to imagine things are different. They draft Tie-Tie. Ty Ty, Marjon flames out somewhere and gets released and they sign Marjon to a two-way. You're not That's you're fair. not banging down my door, I think you are. That
2: is fair. That is fair. So the thing is Marjan wouldn't flame out somewhere. That's
1: okay, fair enough. Listen. So I'll do the quick background now if people are really confused. Ty Ty Washington Jr. drafted 29th and 22. So last year, first round pick last year, by the Rockets. Did not play much there in the NBA, did not play well, played mainly with the G League team, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Uh they ran out of roster spots. They're trying to compete now, whatever. We've said we've shared our thoughts. We don't think it's gonna go well. But they traded him to OKC. OKC didn't have enough roster spots. They cut him. Now he signs a two-way contract with the Bucs. They had one two-way spot open. The others are filled by Lindell Wigginton and by Amari Moore. So we will talk all about that. There's a little bit of news. This Not really news. We have to dunk on someone for something this morning. We'll do that in a second here. But um, but I was huge on Ty Ty Washington. Like he was my pick. I think Kentucky guards are usually – a market inefficiency. Like they're usually good, but they don't look very good at Kentucky because Cal is so much better at recruiting than he is at actually coaching the teams he puts together. Uh, we've just seen guys succeed in that role over and over again. Um, and I think getting him on a flyer like this is is really good business. And I tweeted before the 22 draft that I would go by Ty Ty Windish if they added him before the season started. So I'm going to now do that until the 23 24 season starts so very excited to meet someone who has double the ties uh in Oshkosh presumably because again a two-way player he should be spending some time with the herd I'm very excited to cover him and the rest of the, the players on the herd this season under new head coach Beno Udra I don't know if we've really touched we hadn't. on that that's yeah. that's
2: also news that we need yeah. to talk about I guess but it's like what was what was your first take on uh, that actually dropping?
1: I mean, it's not shocking that a new coach would bring in a new G League coach. I think, I think Bud might have waited one year before bringing in Chase Buford, if I recall correctly. But I believe
2: it, it was one year.
1: But yeah. I think it was, and you know, things weren't going well for Jordan Brady, the first head coach of the herd, and and, and then that that move was made, and then you know Buford moves on to Australia, and Chase and Allen takes over from his staff. And that's still, again, the same NBA coaching staff, so that's kind of continuing. Now that things are different, you know, it's not I, – I, I thought Chase and Allen certainly had a shot to keep the job. I think his players liked him well enough. Certainly they they haven't had the record success that Buford had. But also, you know, that's not the whole goal of the G League. I think they've done well developing players. I think like someone like Lindell Wigginton certainly is poised to have a real role to some extent this year. Uh, because he developed under Allen on the G League team, also played some NBA games. So I didn't know which way they were going to go. Um, but, of course, then we just got the news right one day that it was going to be Benno. So um, looking forward to his introductory press conference. I think I'll have a lot more for listeners after that, whenever Can that's going to be.
2: It's uh, another uh, another coach in the Bucks organization coming back.
1: Yeah, another. I, I, was, I tweeted that. I don't know how many teams have ever had. Two former players coaching the NBA and G League. Of course, um uh Adrian Griffin didn't do it in the regular season for the Bucs, but was a Bucs player in training camp at least.
2: Yes. He's put on a Bucks jersey. Yes. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see. I'm gonna get myself up to some uh herd games as I tend to do every season. Obviously, Ty, you're gonna be there more uh in Oshkosh. Oh, yeah. but uh uh it, it it's, it's gonna be a fun G League season.
1: Yeah, the the tie 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 interviews uh, are going to be oh a they're going to be beauty, electric I think
2: electric. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so this morning, um, uh, Jordan Tresky brought this to our attention, I believe. Uh, Henry Abbott at True Hoop. Um, I'm trying to think if like if it's worth explaining to the people who aren't online. This is like NBA QAnon kind of account, basically.
2: like am I wrong? You're <laughs> you're not, but that's okay. also that's also a very online way of describing. it. Fair.
1: Um, the conspiracy NBA theorists, yeah.
2: like yeah, let's do pretty that. pretty
1: cringe, pretty cringe. Yeah. Uh, this is the tweet: What should the Bucks do? Trade everybody and start over? Says at Coach Thorpe. And then you have to you have to actually like log in to read the whole article. I'm certainly not going to do that.
2: Coach Thorpe is David Thorpe, so it's not Henry Abbott's thing. That he wrote. Yeah, did I did I say at Coach Thorpe? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it's his it's his publication. Well
2: yes, 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 yes.
1: Um Let's be honest, Milwaukee is not Mykonos. Oh, good one. Um nice. it's just like because of what Yana said to the New York Times, which again we did a whole pod about this. If you want to listen to our full thoughts about that, it's like last week at this time, actually, we we did that.
2: It's two um, pods ago.
1: Yeah. It's the perfect time to dismantle the buck. I just want to read Real quick, you know, the Bucs have had to trade a superstar big man before. And listen, when you can get four prospects like Elmore Smith, Brian Winters, Junior Bridgman, and Dave Myers for your generational big man, you have to do it. And that means it'll only take five decades to get back in a position to win another title. So why would you not? Learn from the past. Look, the Bucs were you know, so set up from that trade to be mid forever, which they were. I know the 80s bucks were very good, but I'm making a point, which they were forever until they got lucky enough to happen in the honest. So let's just, Rohan and I can be 60 and 70 respectively the next time the, the bucks are worth a damn. Why not, right?
2: I mean, once you, if you have a team ready to compete for a title, you know what you need to do? Yeah, tear it down so you can try and make a team that's ready to compete for a title. First seed in the East. Like, no, it's, it's a, what, what, are you, what are we doing here? Yeah. You have a team that is at the stage where you want it to be. It's the whole, oh my God, it's a, it's that family guy thing where it's like, you can have a boat or you can have a box, like a mystery box. And it's like, wow, I could anything could be in that mystery box. It could even be a boat. You know how long I've wanted a boat. It's that same logic. Like, what's the point of tearing down if you're already at the point that you would want to get to if you tore down.
1: And, like, people want to be low on the Bucks, That's one thing. The funny thing is, like, general consensus. I feel like – I think that people generally favor Denver, even though they, they got worse this offseason. But that's fair. But it's like the Bucks are one of the two or three teams seen as Denver most likely to win. I wouldn't say they
2: really got worse. They
1: got – they lost Bruce Brown. They added no one. That's worse. Yeah, that's
2: fair. I, I they, they are worse, yes.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying that they, they can't win again, but I, I don't think their team got better.
2: Yeah, the Heat lost two starters. Yep. The Celtics just completely uh A bad passing the,
1: team that lost their best passer.
2: Yes, and uh, have to change the entire way they play defense, which was their strong suit. Yeah. And the Sixers were never really in the picture <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, we uh, just
1: bring them up to laugh at them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, sure, if Miami gets Damian Lillard, that's a different story. Newsflash, they haven't gotten Damian Lillard. Yeah. What the, the Bucs are a consensus. Like, even in like all sports books you can find, I think they have the second best odds in the East, at least in like top five title odds.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of analysts have them above the Celtics just because they don't have to figure out a whole new identity, which basically Boston does. I think on and off court, moving smart for Porzingis, the Bucs retain their key players. And like, yes, I, I just feel like people. They skip steps and make logical jumps that just don't really make any sense at all, if you think about it. Are the Bucks old? Yes, we've covered this. Like, they need to pivot. I I was on – actually, I think Nick's Film School and Hardwood Knox this week, two tremendous Blue Wire podcasts. If you want to go check those out, good conversations about a lot of these topics. And, you know, like there, it's fair to look one, two, three years down the road and be like, oh, what are they going to do? It's going to be a tough spot. It's going to be precarious. That's fine. I, I think I think they're set up pretty well, which I've said on those shows and, and this show. They still have to do it. It's not guaranteed, you know, the pivot, of course. But they they have a, a chance to do that, to either move on or add to Chris and Drew and keep this thing rolling. But for this season, where Chris barely played last year and they were first seed in the East and all these weird things happening against Miami, but the year before, with no Chris, they were a half away from beating the eventual Eastern Conference champion, Boston Celtics, I think it's insane to suggest you tear down this season. I think either you're so weak-willed that a gentle push from Giannis in the same interview where he says he would still love to play his whole career with the Bucs, are you so weak that an interview where he says that, you're you're panicked and you have to trade him? I I certainly wouldn't be. I certainly don't think John Horst is, because I think Giannis has said stronger than this before or are you just so so low on this core, which I guess that, that's a fine – it's really not. I think actually it's a terrible basketball opinion to have. But people can believe whatever they want uh, in the good old U.S. of A. I, I don't know or anywhere. But I I, I just – I don't get it. I don't think it makes any logical sense. I think it's stupid. Um, and I think it's a sad state of Hoop's discourse where a publication that this is probably their only time writing about the Bucks, what, this year – unless there's some weird shady conspiracy they make up, like it's about how they should tear it down when they won 58 games last season with barely any Chris Middleton and now they have a new coaching staff to address some schematic things. I, I just I think it's really sad. I think NBA discourse in general still is at kind of a, a shitty place. I'll just I, I was so close so many times but um, but I'm glad I mean there are a lot of great smaller like us outlets who really care about the game and the teams. And I just think the more – it's so hard to do it well nationally. I think Hardwood Knox, Dunker Spot are some good examples. There's not many, um, and I just think it's really disappointing.
2: Yeah, it's fair. I mean you you have to – this emphasizes the importance of like basketball on a local like again we like i said i said that in jest but it also proves the point that we ty was banging my door down trying to get an emergency pot on ty ty washington like the, the, you support support your local sort of uh like basketball uh coverage because this is the type of stuff you get nationally and it's like this is worse than most national things
1: yeah it's, it's just so stupid. much
2: worse it's so much worse and I mean, I from their perspective, maybe I get it. This is going to be their most read piece of the year. So,
1: yeah, does it count as a read if you just read to the point where they try and get you to sign up? And then, hope, probably does. Unfortunately, I think it does. I contributed. Um, yeah, yeah, we're but, one of us, and Winning Six are two of like five podcasts that actually talk about the Bucks. So, if you like the Bucks, you should listen to those podcasts more than than other podcasts.
2: Yeah, and like you said, hardwood knocks, dunker spot. Those yeah. are those are some really good examples.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Enough. I just we I, we had to address it. Um, I'm already seeing it's going all over. It was just published this morning. Uh,
2: also, it's old. Like, come on, that interview was last week, my guy. Like, yeah, it took you that long to come up with this.
1: To dip the he's busy coaching.
2: He's busy coaching. What is it? he's like a skills guy, right? Like he's a trainer. he's a motivational
1: speaker now. He has a whole website about how he he. Inspires business leaders with basketball principles.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, this is it's like, not good like for the
1: brain. The, the sad end of Wolf of Wall Street was the vibe I got.
2: This is like, if, if this guy's a motivational speaker, I want to know what he's saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, even now, okay, that's unfair. I shouldn't attack this. <laughs>
1: uh, this was pretty demotivational. Also, my least favorite low post guest, but that's, that's an okay. Let's talk about Ty Ty Washington Jr., Kentucky guard, six foot three with a six foot eight wingspan. Not yet 22 years old. I think getting a player like this on a two-way is a huge coup for the Bucs, to be honest. Uh, Obviously, I, I have my priors here. And I want to be clear from the jump. I have no idea if he'll be good for the Milwaukee Bucks ever. I don't know. I think this is actually a pretty solid chance. But it's not that I think he's going to come in and light it up and be like the best point guard we've ever seen or anything like that. But I think this is the kind of extremely intelligent move that it just it's it's a free opportunity at such right it's a free chance to find someone who could be a long time contributor. I don't know. Did you see the um, the age thing I, I looked at the other day on Twitter or X.com? No, I didn't. What was it? So counting two way spots, the Bucks now have five players born in 2000 or later: MarJon and Amari Moore in 2000, Andre Jackson Jr., TyTy Ty Washington Jr. in 01. Chris Livingston, 03, which still makes me feel old as dirt. He's as old as LeBron's NBA career. Think about it. Oh, my God. Maybe younger, depending on when he – in 2003, he was born. But isn't that – that's crazy.
2: That's um, crazy. And then last you know year – You know what's crazy? What? Starting like next year, like what is that, 2024? Yeah. Those those like people born in 2003 are going to be in bars.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, one of my got old moments was people born after 2000 being legal drinking age at all.
2: Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, wow. Okay.
2: People um, born in 2008 are going to be driving.
1: Oof. Um, but Beauchamp was the only one last year at the start, I think at any point really, but certainly at the start of, of the season that was born in 2000 or later. So he is now like the fifth oldest counting two ways on the Bucks. I don't know who's younger, him or Amari Moore, but whatever, fourth or fifth. And he was the youngest. So the, all this to say, like the youth movement is a real thing. Like there are many more young players. And I think taking these swings is is always a good idea. We've talked about that a bunch. Let's focus on Ty Ty first. Then I want to go to the overall point guard strategy, which I do think is pretty fascinating. But what are your thoughts, if you have any, on, on Ty Ty Washington Jr.?
2: I mean, it's like just as a prospect. Yeah, you have that, you have that size with the wingspan. It's like maybe 6'3 is a little, little small. But again, you are a point guard and you can't, you can't expect everyone to be like Josh Giddy or like Shea or anyone. I'm just naming Thunder players now. Uh, their
1: team is so fun.
2: Their team is so fun. Both Shea and Giddy just dominating internationally is fun. Uh, oh, I guess we, we missed some news. Uh, USA, Greece, both advanced yeah. in, the, in
1: the World Cup. I really, I don't know if you get to watch the Greece game Wednesday morning. Really intense. The Nassas playing through an adductor, forces a couple turnovers, didn't play a ton. Massive but, comeback. Huge comeback. They were down doubled like 11 in the third quarter, I think, and they ended up winning comfortably to move on. So really inspiring stuff from Greece. Next round will be hard, Montenegro and Lithuania, but they, they've got themselves a shot. It was an inspiring performance uh, from Papa Nikolaou, Papianis, and the rest of the Greek side.
2: It was, it was. But back to back to tie uh, tie here. So you get like someone who has like solid shooting mechanics as well. It's like some. It doesn't necessarily translate, but you look at like free throw percentages, and that'll usually dictate if guys are like a solid shooter or not. He has the he has the ability. He has the touch. He, like the motion actually looks good. Like it doesn't look broken or anything, which is which is nice. I uh, uh, can't say the same for like Andre Jackson Jr uh man that I really hope they're reworking you're
1: so disappointed after summer league you're so and just in the shot not in him as a player but just in the shot not
2: the shot is gross the shot is so gross it is like you don't it doesn't have to be perfect like you can be like a Tyrese Halliburton and still succeed but the thing is Tyrese Halliburton makes his shots so and this is just smoother yeah, it's so much smoother. And, and we've just—it actually has a solid release point. It's—it's it's it's,
1: been effective too. Like he shot in college, people didn't know if he'd be able to, and he's just proven them wrong. Versus Andre Jackson does not have that same like. No, I can shoot this way. It's more like no, it's it's broken.
2: No, but but I'm confident. I'm more confident in Ty Ty Washington Jr.'s ability to be like a solid three point shooter in the league than like an Andre Jackson Jr.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is just um, point guards usually take a little while. So it's not surprising to see a guy who would go late in the first anyway. I mean, we've seen guys who go early in the first. Who's the, the magic point guard that we're still kind oh, of waiting? Later. Not Well, I guess, yes. Um, I guess more of a two guard from like two years ago, three years ago. Uh.
2: Maybe he's not. Well, maybe, a blanking. maybe calling him a I point guard. I know who it is.
1: Yeah. I, I Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Yes. Maybe not a true point guard anyway. But um, certainly, like, just guards who are going to handle the ball, unless they're literally Luka Doncic, who no one else is besides Luka, it generally takes a while to, to figure it out and play a point guard well at that level. I will say he had a couple good NBA games, like solid good. Overall, his stats are quite bad. I believe he averaged 4.7 points, shot 36% from the field and 23% from three with the Rockets. He also played in six wins and 25 losses. But the two games he started, he averaged over 30 minutes. He scored 15 points, four assists, two steals and one, 10 points, three assists, four rebounds, one steal in the other. Um, he shot a combined eight for 22, which is like high 30%. So not great. Actually did shoot a little better from three in those games, but a lot of these games are less than 15 minutes. Just like go out there and try and play. I think it's really hard for anyone to get a rhythm in in a role like that, but especially a rookie point guard on a bad team. Although if you look at his G league numbers, I, I actually, I was wrong. I thought he struggled in the G league as well. I think I may have said that. Previously, too, that is very much not the case. In 18 combined showcase and regular season games for the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, who went to the finals but lost to the Delaware Bluecoats. I love G League team names. Um, Ty Tai in 34 and a half minutes averaged 23 points, uh, six assists, four and a half rebounds, shot 43% from the field, 31% from three in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, in five games, in 40 minutes a game, just under 30 points per game, 29.8, seven assists, seven rebounds, just 2.8 turnovers, shot 35% from three, 43% from the field, 80% from free throw. And in the combined showcase and regular season, he also shot 83% from free throw, which if you're unaware, that's a very good sign usually. For a player's ability to expand that shot long term, so eighty percent um, throughout the G League season, and I believe he shot decently well at the. I oh, don't know, he shot fifty five percent at the NBA. Never mind. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say maybe not the NBA level.
1: Yeah, but that what? is that is on like fifteen attempts. It looks like.
2: Yeah, it's it's point, very small point six list.
1: and thirty one games, so fifteen total shots. Um, so really productive in the G League, though, which is something. You know, it doesn't mean he's gonna be great this season again. But it's certainly better than nothing. And the latest play that we saw from him, the G League playoffs, was his best ball. I mean, 37-7 and seven in the G League finals is, is not automatic for any young player. That was nice to see. So I think clearly there's still some of that potential in there that a lot of people, myself included, saw in him at the draft. Also, one last thing before I let you talk. I know I've said a lot about info dump. I think Sam Vecini, I tweeted this, had him like... 14th on his big board going into that draft so it wasn't just me who was high on him yeah 14th on Vicini's big board before the draft so I had him first on a Bucks specific one this of course did not count the top prospects just once would be available at the marjong pick um so I, all this to say I'm very excited um I think this is a really fun move and very fortuitous for him to wind up on the bucks for just a two-way contract
2: yeah it's it's If you can get a guy with who clearly has talent, like if you just look at his G League stats, like you had mentioned, there's talent there. Like it doesn't just because it's the G League doesn't mean you can't like it takes a lot of skill to like dominate the G League, which he was doing. He was absolutely tearing up the G League. And like it's it just shows coupled with the fact that he's a young point guard is it just takes time to to implement that at the NBA level. And he hasn't had a lot of time. Like he's had like what was it? Like two NBA starts, at in 31 games total. And it's like, yeah, of course he's not on the Rockets. Nonetheless, like yeah, you're not going to be able to to do anything in that dumpster fire of a team. Like you're not going to be able to actually learn how to play at the NBA level again when you're with the Houston Rockets last season. Maybe this season too. It's gonna it's gonna be a mess. Uh, still hot take it's still gonna be
1: it'll mess. be better but yeah still a mess
2: yeah there's still gonna be a lottery team uh, it's like but it's, if you're still gonna be a lottery team why why are you paying these guys so much What, whatever like the rockets are weird uh,
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
2: But yeah, there's talent there. And if you're on a team like the Bucks, who has like actual developmental pieces, like we've talked a lot about with Adrian Griffin is like his ability to really like him and his staff to like try and get the best out of players. Yeah, you're going to want to do that in Milwaukee. And especially if you have guys to learn from like uh, like Drew Holiday, like like Grayson Allen, like like all of Pat and all of these guys. Yeah, it's it's a good environment to work in. Maybe not to be a point guard because the Bucks don't have a point guard on their roster uh, outside well, of two ways. Get but. to
1: get to play with Lindell in the at the G League level. I mean, that's a good yeah. someone to learn from. I mean, not, Lindell's not a, a grizzled you know ten year NBA vet, but certainly has came and prove it on the G League level before, and especially could maybe offer some help defensively, which is probably one of the areas where, along with shooting Ty Ty needs to improve in the most.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like you have, if you if you want defense, obviously the Bucks are like they have a lot of players you can learn yeah. from. Uh, but yeah, offensively, Lindell's a good good shout. Like even like a guy like you can learn alongside a guy like Amari Moore. Yep. Um, just how to implement the talent because they both are very talented. How how do you implement that at the NBA level?
1: Yeah, I think it's actually interesting. Ty um, Ty averaged more points, more assists, shot better from the field, but not from three, but better from free throw. Than Lindell did in the G League last season. So a year I've talked about is very impressive from Lindell Wigginton. Lindell did get the the three point shot up to thirty four percent, which was close to a career high for him since his rookie year. Um, and Ty tied about the same turnovers, so it wasn't a much worse effectiveness on the assist to turnover ratio. It was like two point nine to three. So again, like actually impressed me how solid the numbers were for a rookie and uh, NBA level. A mess of a situation where. You know, who knows how much developmental energy was given to Ty Ty Washington in particular? I mean, you look at the Rockets, they have Kevin Porter Jr., maybe a little older, maybe doesn't need as much work, but, you know, still not a finished player. Jalen Green, Usman Garuba, you know, they have um, the the center that they're so excited about that they think is Baby Jokic, which I would slow down a little bit there. But their, their whole roster was pretty much prospects last year. Um, so I think there could be room for tie tie to develop more this year. I want to talk about actually first before we get into I have some ideas on the strategy here. So the Bucks don't have a backup point guard. They have four on the roster now including two ways, but they don't have a backup on the NBA roster. How would you rank the three two ways in terms of most likely to contribute this season overall, not just to start this season?
2: I'd say if I'm ranking the two ways, I'd go Lindell first. Then I'd go Ty Ty. And then yeah. I'd go Omari more.
1: I agree with you. Um, it's a little unfair. Omari just didn't get to do much at Summer League. And I don't know if that's on him and how he's looked or not. But I do agree. I mean, when you have someone who's been like a 37 and 7 guy in the G League before, you probably should automatically slot him in over an undrafted rookie. Right. Like I just think that that's logical. So I agree with you. I th- who do you think where where's the gap farther between Lindell and Tai Tai or between Tai Tai and Amari?
2: Let's see. Honestly, I don't think there's much of a gap anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's because like be okay. Maybe, 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 I think I think the gap is probably a little bigger between Lindell and uh, Tai Tai than it is between Tai Tai and Amari, because just because Lindell has solid like NBA experience.
1: Yeah, he's he's uh, done it. He's done much more than either of those two with the Bucs already, which should matter, although with a different coaching staff too.
2: With a different coaching staff, but the results show themselves nonetheless. Uh and Adrian Griffin knows that he's not an idiot. So uh I would say Lindell first, just because especially with the point guard position, you need some experience. Like what did we just spend a bunch of time talking about? It's difficult for young players to start Uh, in the NBA or start getting their feet wet in the NBA at the point guard position, because it it takes some time. Lindell's done some of that time. Like he's the most experienced out of those three.
1: I agree. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how fast either of the other two could, could try to catch up with, and maybe they just don't. Maybe Lindell is, is good this season and holds it down and they end up opening a spot. I do feel like, So this gets into the strategy question now. I do think these three guys have a shot to fill the backup point guard hole on the real roster before they would make a trade. And I've talked about the concept before of it's hard to bring in a ball handler and give up real assets unless they're very good, because then in the playoffs, they're just standing there and exhibit A, Joe Ingles. And maybe they could have used him more, but also... You know, we did a whole pod on offense. Most of our pod focused on ways that Chris, Drew, and Giannis could be better utilized on the ball because those are your primaries on this core. It, you know, if you trade for Monty Morris, how much is he going to have the ball in the playoffs? I think is a fair question. Um, it's going to be a reworked offense. Maybe the answer is quite a bit, and we'd run more sets for those guys. But so far, we've seen them be the primaries on on most things. So if you can fill that hole of backup point guard with someone already on the roster, Rohan Kadi, um, what did I call you? The, 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 nothing the glowing one. What did I call you on the intro?
2: Um, what did you say? It was like, wow. a, no, it was like, uh, it was like, it was no, like, Mr. Light party or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Yeah. I don't know what, whatever it was. I don't know why I was thinking of that now, but if you can, um, fill that need. Is that still going to be an eyebrow raise? If anyone's not watching on YouTube, Rohan gets me at least once per pod with the distracting eyebrow raise. If you can utilize a two-way point guard to occupy that role, that one's got to be safe. Um, then you're feeding more into your development program and keeping more sustainable players and also saving assets for this summer, which is again, a time I think there could be a, a big roster move. So it's going to be really interesting to see. This is almost like an NFL camp position battle. Shouts to Talk of the Tundra. I had to make sure I said the right GSPN pod who just did their cut day predictions and then cut day reactions. And then there's more cut day stuff happening in the NFL and the Packers make sure you right check, now.
2: Make sure you check that out. Links are at GSPN.info yeah. or just look Talk of the Tundra up on your podcast. Wherever. Or if you're on YouTube, it's already on this YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, just click on the channel and go go find the playlist. Um, they're going to be covering the Packers all season long. should be a really fun one. Jordan Love under helm, but or under the uh, – uh, whatever. But speaking of – uh, At the helm. At the helm, thank you. Speaking under center at the helm. Uh, speaking of a team, though, with some young guys fighting for, for roles, I mean that's pretty much what they're doing with backup point guard. And I, I don't know – The last time—I mean, obviously, I don't follow every team's two-way situation that closely. But it feels different to pretty much just load up on three of the same position. I mean, of course, this is the first year you can have three. But three point guards, they're all point guards, certainly at the NBA level. I mean, Lindell has played off-ball. We'll see what Amari Moore ends up being. But I'd say they're all closer to point than anything else. It kind of feels like just an open competition here of, like, over the season, who is going to earn the opportunity— to be either Drew's backup or the emergency backup, depending on how the rest of the rotation fills out. I think it's a fascinating idea, and honestly, why not? Like why go and try and get like positional diversity on the two-way spots if there's never going to be an NBA role? I remember they yeah. had Cam Reynolds, who was like more of a wing player when they had Frank Mason. and he like he had a pretty decent he had a struggled shooting at times, but I thought he looked like a decent two- way wing. The Bucks have always had so many like 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six wing players. He like almost never got to play. I mean, like, I, for, it,
2: I forgot about him. Until yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, there, there was not much memorable for, for Bucks and not heard Watchers because, they, I mean, you know, Grayson, I don't know if they had Grayson that year, but, you know, Pat and all the other Bryn Forbes, they always bring in a new 6'5 guy every year. They all, of course, have had Chris forever. You know, they've had their point guard, whether it's Bledsoe or Drew. They've had George Hale, who plays some too, was in there for that time. Like, it's really hard Javon. to crack. Javon, yeah. So I think loading up on guys who, all of them, of course not, but one of them could have a real shot to play minutes if they earn it is probably a better idea. I can't wait to see how it works. I can't wait to see, like, you know, is it is it difficult for those guys to have three point guards on the herd? I would imagine not. I think you can really do three guard lineups at the herd level pretty easily. Maybe four if they with Gortman as well. We'll see um but it's it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out and how many of these guys get real nba minutes this year.
2: Yeah, I mean at the G League level as long as you got Drew Timmy you're all good. So um it'll it'll be fun for sure. But to your point like yeah, we haven't really seen anything like this to my knowledge in any like uh two-way situation in the league. It's just like it's a straight up position battle for an actual role on the team which Maybe that's a fault of the roster construction when you have to do that. Yeah. But also it brings in one thing that's very, very interesting is that one, these are all two-way contracts, meaning you have limited NBA days. So it's once if you find a winner, like a quote unquote winner at the end of this, and it's like that winner has already exhausted their NBA time.
1: What do you do? Got to open a roster spot, I think. You have to. Yeah,
2: like there's going to be some roster changes made, maybe fairly early in the season, depending on how this plays out.
1: Yeah. The other interesting thing is that that's a good one, and I I don't I mean people you can identify two brothers of rotation players who don't factor to be in the rotation. Maybe one of them opens up a spot. I don't know if the Bucks would want to deal one of them. Outside of those two guys, I'm not really sure their clear path. I mean, is the Grayson trade some people have been clamoring for finally going to happen? I, I don't know. Or if like um,
2: Malik Beasley doesn't work out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could it be just like a, a two-for-one trade? Could it be uh, just sending a guy away? I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if either of the the rookies were traded. I wouldn't expect that. Like, I wouldn't expect AJ Green to be traded you know, maybe if, if a player suffered an injury, we obviously hope this doesn't happen, but we've seen sometimes those players are dealt away to open up a roster spot or cap space. Any number of things could happen. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're, I would expect at least there'll be a roster spot opened up for one of these guys if one of them pops. Otherwise, the Bucks will probably just be point guard shopping uh, on NBA players. The other thing is it's actually probably a four-way position battle. Jazzy and Gortman, who I think after Summer League, Bucks fans are maybe most excited about, is on an Exhibit 10 deal. But two-way contracts are not like guaranteed. I mean, he could win a two-way spot in camp or preseason from one of these three players pretty easily. Not easily, I should say. But, like, but
2: it's there, there isn't an avenue to do so. It's yeah.
1: doable. It's not like an NBA deal where they'd have to owe – you know, 10 million in luxury tax or whatever. Two ways you can pretty much just cycle guys until a certain deadline late in the year in the NBA year. So I I wouldn't rule out Gortman having a shot at this too. Like I think Camp at the point guard spot is gonna be really competitive for the the two-way spot and for, you know, who gets first dibs at NBA minutes and any games Drew misses or just whenever they feel they need another point guard up there. I think it's going to add, like, a whole new level of excitement to the whole roster, whereas the last couple of years, I mean, last year it was, what, Mamu and A.J. Green? And A.J. impressed when he got time due to injuries mostly, but Mamu was – it was that same situation as Cam Reynolds, right? Like, he was never going to play. And yeah. And, like, Giannis also missed time. Also for
2: dominating the, for the Georgia national team at their first ever FIFA World Cup.
1: I think he's going to be a good – I think he's going to be an NBA player. I mean, he yeah. is now. He got signed by the Spurs again. But – um, but with the Bucs, like, you know, I think we we agreed on the podcast. Giannis missed like a week or two, right? And Mamu did not get any run. And it was like, okay, he's never going to play. It's not a shot at Mamu, who I'm a fan of and is a good guy. But if Giannis is out for a week, two weeks, and he gets no run at that time, he's never going to play for the Bucs. And that's what happened. So I think these guys, the path is so much clearer to any one of them. And it's kind of a – it's almost like the Bucks acknowledging, like, hey, we don't know which one of these four guys is going to pop this year. I mean, like, you know, we feel good about all of them and probably Lindell is the one they feel the strongest about, but we, we, we don't know. I mean, rookie point guards are hard to figure out and their development is uneven or second-year point guards or, you know, in Lindell's case, just like NBA young point guards. But you know, let's just have four and then if one does, hey, congrats, you're the backup point guard and if one doesn't, then we can go shopping for DeLon That's- Wright or whatever.
2: It's the process except so much lower stakes. Yeah. And I think the other yeah. thing, too, yeah, maybe is... Maybe not maybe not lower stakes. You're, well, you're fighting for a position on a contender. But Also, in, this brings up the point, like, what do you do when Drew Holiday has, has to miss time?
1: That's what... So, that's an interesting question. One of these guys doesn't start, I would imagine. So, you just don't have a point guard? Yeah. Point, point Chris and Giannis? It'd be fun if they put Giannis in the backcourt for the tip of those games. Yeah, that would, that be, would be fun in itself. Even if his role didn't change that much, but he gets to be the guy who dribbles it up. I hope he would that do is. a fun 2K thing. You know how they always do like the between the... Uh, maybe not. Maybe let's not
2: get carried away. I'd I trust the honest to do a between the legs dribble. Come on, Tom. No, but they
1: do like throw it up in the air and like all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never yeah. see yeah. that stuff in real life usually.
2: No, that's fair. Um, um, but yeah, what do you do with Drew, Mrs. Stead? John Horst?
1: That's a do you just slide in Pat to start? And then? Kind of have to. And then Chris or Giannis is your point? Or, I mean, you know, I think the real answer is let's see how these guys play. Are we going to see a yeah. Lindell or a Ty Ty Washington or an Amari Moore or least likely a Jazzy and Gortman start this season? I wouldn't be totally shocked. It
2: wouldn't shock me. Maybe they do it in shifts. like some, yeah. Like to not exhaust everyone's NBA time at once. If they can't find a true quote unquote winner,
1: the old, the like, old yeah. Bud Wing strategy of just like, we're going to play this one 25 minutes for this week and then DMPs and then sw- shift in this guy yep. probably makes more sense in this situation.
2: Yeah, because you have actual limited time.
1: And the guys are just less proven than some of those players were. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, is Malik Beasley your point guard for a game? He's been working on his dribbling a lot.
2: Yeah. Just needs to get addressed. <laughs> it needs to what? It needs oh, to be addressed. addressed. Oh yeah. yeah. It needs to be addressed. Like cuz it's an issue. Yeah. Oh, I like, yeah, I think I, this this is like this is proof that yeah, they, they know it's an issue. I mean, obviously they know it's an issue. Yeah. But I think like aside from the fact that Ty Ty Washington is just like a young prospect who like promising prospect it's like you can who you can get for free. Besides that, like just the positional signing of it is like yeah, they know they have an issue here.
1: Yeah, and I still I don't I don't I'm not that worried about this position. I mean, I think the deadline. I'm very worried about this. the the deadline for one of these guys to pop. They don't put the trade deadline on key dates anymore. It's February.
2: February are you
1: serious? Oh. I, it's not listed on this this uh, NBA.com thing. It's February something. It will be yeah. the um, the trade deadline. That's going to be the deadline for one of these guys to prove they can be the backup point guard. And let's be honest. They won without Chris. They they can win if Lindell Wiginton has to start four games in November. Like they're not going to be horrible. And they'll, I think they'll be able to figure that out to a certain extent. I think if they don't feel good about one of these guys being a backup point guard by playoff, by, not by play, OK, one of these guys being a backup point guard in the playoffs by the trade deadline, then they will find someone.
2: Yeah, because they kind of have to. Otherwise, they have to convert them. Like, well, you, well, if you're, if you're a two-way contract, yeah. yeah, If you're a two-way contract, you can't play in the playoffs. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm making. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got you. I got you. I'm I'm let, enlightening the listeners. If they yeah, if so, they did
1: so, there'll be a roster move either way. Then if if, if, yes. if Lindell Wigginton or Tyreke Ty Washington pops, and they're like, oh yeah, this can be our backup point guard easy, then they still need to open up a roster spot to convert them. Or if they don't feel good about any of these players, then they'll just have to make a more standard trade and, again, insert veteran point guard who is probably going to bore us all to death here.
2: Yeah. George Hill, welcome back. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: (laughs) I I don't think there's going to be a trade there. I think they'll – you can't uh, trade the Gnosis to to George Hill's podcast. Is that going to be the move?
2: George Hill has a podcast?
1: Yeah. He launched an IG, but I can't find the feed. He just keeps posting clips. What? George Hill, pay me to consult on your podcast. This launch is a little bizarre. Is it like a bizarre. fake
2: podcast just for? I think it's folks? coming.
1: I think it's coming.
2: It's like Marjan. Mar-
1: like Marjan, yeah. Trade yeah. Marjan to the podcast.
2: No, let's not do that.
1: No, yeah, we need him. Is that the backup point guard?
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Marjan. You know I'm your biggest fan, but no.
1: There are people screaming Ajax right now. Andre Jackson Jr.
2: I And again, yeah. Like that's also I don't also think he's a point out. guard.
1: I don't think he's a I'd I'd rather have Marjan or Malik Beasley.
2: I'd rather have Andre than either of those guys.
1: I just I think he's a ball-moving wing. I don't think he's a point guard. I think, I think he, he, he is can the mitten.
2: be a point guard. And that's different. Like that's why I'm not bringing it up right now because it's like young NBA players, it's like yeah. you can't put the ball in their hands right away. Do I think he can be a point guard? Yeah. Do no, I think he's going to be right now? No.
1: I I don't think he can be a floor general point guard until his shot doesn't like make you chuckle. I think it's very hard. He's got good floor. I'm not saying he doesn't have good floor vision and a, a good handle. He's obviously athletic, but in the modern league, I just think it's so hard for guys who don't shoot at all. And I think as like an off ball like screener connective tissue guy, it's easier. But I think when you have the ball, like, I mean, is his guy just going to drop immediately the whole time? Like, I, I just think it's going to be difficult for that to function even more so than someone like Lindell or you know, Malik Beasley. I'm I'm not saying you run Malik Beasley like he's CP3, but, you know, bring up the ball and get it to Chris on the wing. And that's pretty much your job, to be honest. Like, I'd rather do that than try and have Andre Jackson Jr. be a real point. It'll be interesting. Maybe maybe he proves me wrong. I know I've said before we shouldn't judge him too harshly on summer league, even though I am of how bad the spacing was there. But I, I just don't see true point guard in his future. I think he is. I think his ball movement skills are good for a wing player. I don't think they're like popping out as a point guard. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that that's fair. That's valid. Like
1: Brook Lopez is a good shooter for a seven footer. If Brook Lopez shot like that at six seven, he's out of the league. Yeah, and that's not again not hating on Brook Lopez. Skill sets are different across positions.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's why that's Jokic valid. is
1: busted because he passes like Magic Johnson, who was also busted in his time for doing that at six six, not six one, but Jokic does it at like seven feet tall, which is insane. Like he's not just a good passer for big men; he's just a great passer, which is broken like LeBron as well.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe not Magic and Yokich. Those are both finals MVP centers.
1: That's true. That's so funny.
2: It is Magic, Magic like this.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a cool one of the career. most discu-
2: like craziest things that's ever happened. It's like, yeah, rookie Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, probably at the time the greatest player of all time.
1: No no is, question. No question yeah. he was. Yeah.
2: He's well, Russell, he's I
1: guess. But yeah.
2: He's out. He's injured. Uh yeah, you you rookie point guard, you're you're jumping center. you yeah. you're starting at center in the NBA finals.
1: Are you uh, are you watching Winning Time? I'm not. I'm, st- I'm still in season one, and everyone's saying this season is even better. And I thought season one was good too.
2: Hmm. I should check it out. It's fun. I, I hear they make Larry Bird like a like a fun character.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, people apparently Jerry West was mad they made him out to be like an old dick, which I maybe maybe that's unfair. I thought his character was funny enough that it wasn't too bad. But I mean, outside, I think the the best part is. I mean, John C. Riley as Dr. Buss is really funny. And then the actors they got for Magic and Kareem and some of the other players are really good. Like the acting is superb.
2: Okay. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Winning time pay us.
1: Yeah. HBO or Max, Max or whatever.
2: Sorry, we won't dead name you. It's Max. Max. <laughs> Please <yeah>. pay us. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Um.
1: Oh, Andre Jackson is the backup Because yeah. People get so mad if we don't address... He's clearly right there. He's going to be the punker. I, I don't see it. And Horst he, didn't he, mention like, him either, I don't think.
2: He didn't, uh, which is noteworthy. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I will say there's a chance for him, too, considering, like, new head coach, new players, yeah. it's like... Yeah, everyone's fighting at the same ground. Most players are fighting at the same yeah. ground. It's obvious. It's like Giannis isn't fighting for players. Yeah, Giannis, we
1: haven't loved your camp. You're going to come off the bench.
2: Good Jason kid. But yeah, it's like a lot of these rotations, like the rotations aren't set. No. So you you have the opportunity, if you are an Andre Jackson Jr., to showcase, like, hey, Don't forget about me. I can still do this, too, if you really want to.
3: Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Also, something I didn't mention with Ty, Ty Uh just like getting young Kentucky guys is apparently the new Bucks thing.
1: I, I Historically, it's worked out at least decently well, especially if you don't have to spend top, top picks to do it.
2: Yeah. Chris Livingston? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's see what's let's, let's see what's happening.
1: We haven't talked about Chris in a while. I, I'm still excited for a rookie year, even if I don't think he's going to have that many minutes.
2: I d- I think he's going to be mostly up with you this season.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. Probably I think so. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know how much they'll actually send him down. Hopefully I think some. they will.
2: Yeah, I think and maybe not as much as like a two way guy. Yeah, but I think he'll get down there a bit, considering like he's not going to have a ton of opportunity to play. With the NBA squad this season, I
1: think this uh, is going to be the most fun herd season since Buford. That, I think so. That yeah. year they just they just crushed it with the G League talent. They just had such a good team with Frank Mason, Jalen Adams, uh, Shannon Bogues as the third point guard is was crazy. This year though, I think from a like a longer term Bucks perspective, I mean all three of the two ways. There's an extra two way, so that's that's uh, always going to be more fun. And I think we'll see the rookies a fair bit, too, which is going to be exciting. Andre Jackson and Chris Livingston, especially when the team is healthy. I think there's going to be some games we get both of them. Drew Timmy, who had a yeah. pretty fun summer league. Gorman, yeah, Gorman. Gorman's yeah. going to be a full-time G-leaguer, it seems, unless he does win a two-way spot. And that's going to be really fun just by itself. Um, so I think there's two-way, a lot, of, a lot of good guard play, which maybe you know maybe is just the, the herd front office kind of addressing, like, uh, let's just load up on guards and try to get one big because the bigs are important. I do think when they lost – um, um Ibu Baji. Yes, thank you. Wow, great pull, Ibu Baji. It, it kind of threw their season off. They just didn't have another big. We'll see if that happens with Timmy as well. But, yeah, it's going to be was, fun. Fun hurt season.
2: That one's uh, – maybe not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we'll
1: I, see. I mean, Ibu Baji wasn't like, you know,
2: dominating on the court. A raw, a raw He's so raw. Player, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's obviously a lot. Like he is an athletic seven footer. Yeah. Drew but, Timmy
1: was, uh, he was spider crab walking from perimeter spot to perimeter spot, guarding three point shooters, on. Don't hate him, the Tim Man.
2: Uh, <laughs> I won't hate on the Tim Man. Not this week. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be one. It's not only going to be a fun herd season, it's going to be a very interesting preseason. Yeah. Because. These are opportunities for these guys to like. When's the last time the yeah like the Bucks really haven't had a position battle in a long time? I mean, they've had like, will someone supplant Grayson? Is the closest they've really come? What was that year where it's like, where there was like an open roster spot and they're like they brought a bunch of guys into camp and we're like, oh my god, who's gonna who's gonna win? And then none of them won, and it was like (laughs) it just remained open. Was that the Stoskis year? I don't know if it was the Stoskis year. It was a. it was the the year that uh, what's his DeAndre Liggins got signed, I think.
1: Oh, oh, way back in the kid era. Yeah, oh, I think wow. it was
2: the kid era. Oh, I don't really
1: remember this.
2: There was like an open roster spot, and they brought in a bunch of vets. Yeah. to camp. And then they slowly cut everyone, and we thought someone won, but then they cut him too. We're like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> well, remember the Tyre- dude? Am I going crazy? Do no, you not probably remember not.
1: This? No, I just don't. I I just don't have as good a memory as you. Um, I I certain that sounds like something that would happen. Do you remember the Tyreek Evans drama from like two years ago? I <laughs> do. When he was on the herd, I think he only played a road game, and they just disappeared. Yeah, I think he got hurt, unfortunately. But it was
2: like, oh, he's yeah. gonna
1: make a comeback with the herd.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Jennings yeah. went from the herd. We go the, in six. Yeah, that's what that's where it came from. That's where your iconic. Yeah, that's where line the came that's
1: from. where the it's for the culture came from, not the yeah. original. No, not
2: course. the not the uh, yeah, the original one, but you're it's for the culture. Yeah. Uh and then he came in, almost put up a triple double in his debut with the Bucks. Gotta
1: say crazy. I got signed by the Bucks. Yeah, he's still it always makes me chuckle. He's still technically one of the Wisconsin herd call ups on the wall. Like Unheralded Brandon Jennings, yeah, he got he t- got yeah, called yeah. up from the G League to the NBA, but I was, I was like, yeah, it's I think it was oh sure,
2: yeah, I mean yeah,
1: definitely Te- technically definitely correct, just like yeah. the uh, world champions thing.
2: Uh, what's your what's your take on that?
1: I, I mean, I think it's technically incorrect for them to do it, but we all know the deal. Is my take?
2: Yeah, you can't like t- yeah, obviously it's wrong. Yeah, like you're not the world champion, but find me another team in the world that's going to beat yeah the. Nuggets, it's,
1: it's not, and people go, "Oh, why doesn't the Champions League champion say that?" Maybe they should. I don't know. I that's 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 their thing, but also, no.
2: also, it's, it's the World Series of baseball. No one's freaking out about that.
1: Which that one is maybe close. I mean, didn't the USA just lose to Japan? But I guess yeah, all, the, but most of the best them. players are in the
2: MLB. They lost the thing. World. The like, USA did not win the World Baseball Classic. Like, yeah, it's, and I I don't know why people are freaking out about the NBA when the MLB is worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, but it's just like, I think the NBA is the most extreme example of having like all the best players from around the world play in the NBA. And the MLB is also like this, obviously Shohei. Probably not as many, I would say. It feels like there's more top players still playing over in like Japan than I think more guys stay there. But I mean, the NBA, I mean, Jokic, Luka, Giannis, like Embiid, these are all the best players from, that would be playing in their countries or across the world or in Europe or wherever else, and they all play in the NBA. I mean, it's like it's silly to imagine any team would compete with an NBA champion.
2: Yeah, it's it's just it's not going to happen. Technically, it's wrong. Noah Lyles, like technically, you're yeah.
1: right. Yeah, he's, he's technically also, correct, but it's like who cares?
2: Yeah, it's like why are you making such a big deal about it?
1: I wish he would have picked American football for this. That I still would be the funniest one. Yeah, imagine that, that a non NFL team trying to contend with literally any NFL team, I mean, even the worst, an 0 16 NFL team.
2: Oh, they would get crushed.
1: Horrible, horrible. Yeah. I
2: Could don't you, think that
1: about the NBA. I think the worst NBA team, like might it might it has some trouble with like I don't didn't, know. Didn't like Australian team beat? Uh, yeah, and those preseason the games, preseason beat, game. beat, like OKC or the Spurs or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's like, I mean, to, I w- I would say like it's it's more realistic. For a, an NBA team to probably yeah. lose, but that's because there are a lot of good talent elsewhere. And also, but there's... also, like in a competitive environment, if you want to call it like the world finals or something. Yeah, yeah. the The, the Nuggets, w- like I'm just using the Nuggets because yeah, the they're titles. the champ. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Nuggets will crush. Yeah. Like what is what is the uh, freaking what's his name? Uh, Your guy, do you yeah, got Gershon, what yeah <laughs> what's he doing against Jokic?
1: I mean, I just like, and this isn't to denigrate any other league, but I mean, the last three Euroleague, I think League has got to be like the next best basketball it league. It is, it so,
2: is. Real Madrid is the current Euroleague
1: champion. So the last three MVPs of Euroleague are uh, Vesnikov, who's coming over. We'll see how he looks. Misic, who I think is also coming over. We'll see how he looks. He is looks. coming over. I would imagine they're they're going to be like, you know, good NBA role players, maybe starters. They're not going to be all NBA players, uh, and those are the MVPs. The middle one, though, is Nikola Miritich. like a fine, a fine NBA player who we hate his guts, but like overall, a fine, he's good. He's a good NBA player. He's an MVP there. He is like a, a good seventh man in the NBA. There's just Again, a clear I think, I think Gershon
2: Yabusele is a great example. Because I just like – back in June, I was at a stadium where they're chanting his name. Yeah. Like because he's dominated. And it's like, bro, this guy got cut from the Celtics.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think Shane Larkin had a dominant season overseas yeah. at one point. Like, there's just... I, like,
2: I, I, be I was realistic. going, like, at this, at this game, which was the semifinals of the Spanish. Like, the EuroLeague finals had already happened. Real Madrid had already won. And I'm just at the semifinals of the ACB or whatever it was called. It used to be the ACB. I think it's still technically the ACB. but they yeah, the, probably the playoffs put are, a sponsor on it or yeah, something. Yeah, the playoffs are yeah. branded. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's, it's coming here, too. It will eventually, but uh, yeah, it, it was like Henry Ellinson's on the other team. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like Gershon Yabusele, and you still got guys like Rudy Fernandez playing for Real Madrid, who are like national heroes. Yeah, and like Rudy Fernandez's NBA career ended a long time ago.
1: I mean, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. This is a world thing, not a, a team competition. But Rondé Hollis Jefferson is averaging like forty a game in uh, for Jordan against other nation's best players. And he was not in the NBA. He's, like, trying to get back in the NBA.
2: And to be fair, that is a solid – he has a solid, like, shot. People are looking at him differently now.
1: They're, they're looking at him in the first place now, which they weren't before. I, I don't know if he's actually going to get a spot based off that.
2: But, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. And, like, this also comes at the heels. Like, uh, the Mavs are going to Spain to play Real Madrid in yeah. the preseason. Um which it's it's full circle really because a sixteen year old sixteen year old Luca played against OKC in the preseason with Real Madrid. And that now he's fun. going to go play against Real Madrid.
1: Yeah, I would yeah, love to hear I would short love short to hear from Luca or like Jokic if he ever speaks again on what they think about it.
2: Jokic might not come back.
1: Yeah, that's the thing.
2: It's like Maybe he won he's just the dumb. time. Maybe he's done. Can you imagine if he horse
1: like race horse race league next season?
2: He's already getting Aaron Gordon into it.
1: I got him in my fantasy horse racing league sleeper.
2: <laughs> not the horses. You got you got Jokic. Jokic, yeah, Jokic. But no, long I, story short, is NBA champions are essentially world champions.
1: I mean, they're the best team in the world, if you want to admit it or not. If, if you want to say they should go play a slate against the rest of the world. Why? The
2: Adelaide 36ers.
1: Yeah. And again, we're not being disrespectful. We're just being realistic. I have a lot of respect for all of these other basketball leagues. I mean, we cover the FIBA World Cup, we care about this stuff. You went to an ACB semifinals. A- it game.
2: was, and like, let me say, the ACB, sem- one of the best basketball experiences of my life. Yeah. So it's, mean, it's not disrespectful. A fan
1: at all. atmosphere wise, we're not the world Incredible. champions. That's for sure. The NBA. No, is fan there.
2: atmosphere wise, we're at last.
1: Yeah, which sucks. But um, I saw this is way off topic, but kind of the same. I think tied into that, some people in Europe were like, because there was a tweet like, here's how much it costs to see Messi play Philadelphia or whatever. It's so weird. But it's like, oh, it's $800 to standing room. And people were like, it would cost like 40 euro to see Messi when he was, like, you know, it, oh, yeah. when he was my, playing my, in.
2: My, my ticket for the, again, the ACV semifinal. And I was like in row eight or something. Yeah.
1: It's like 40 bucks. And like, why, why do Americans think this is good? And I'm like, it's a good, quiet, it's not good. It sucks. It's not, it's terrible. It's terrible, it, but yeah. it's because- Why do you want but, to pay more that's why that's why our fan thing sucks because people can just pay to get in and then the diehard fans get priced out. Yeah. And that's why nothing is loud because it's, it's families of eight with polos on in the thing who are just like, oh, good dunk shot. I guess Sydney Moncrief is there. Too. I was gonna
2: say shout out <laughs> Sydney. Monc- is he is he wearing a polo in these games? No, cases? Sydney. <laughs> that's Sydney of the game. Oh man, where's Johnny Mac when you need him? Couple stops, couple threes. Oh man, old school Bucks fans love this. Jennings podcast, right? knocks
1: one down. Bucks within thirty four.
2: <laughs> oh man, the good old days. Would you rather have those days or now? At those days? You know
1: what? Let's ship off Giannis. Peak of, his, peak of his value. And we could win 44 games every year forever, which adds up over time to more than winning 56 for the next couple say, of years. I
2: will say, not going to win 44 games. <laughs> 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 they're, they're just straight up not going to win 44 games. That's,
1: that's in my uh, tie tie is all NBA alternate reality.
2: Hey, I mean, like, if Ty Ty Washington is him, if he's next, then we're good. This is, then we're good. Yeah. With Giannis. Yeah. Also, because we're not. No, trade him
1: that we need to open up the minutes.
2: Yeah. Trade him. Trade him to what is it? OKC, San Antonio, or Toronto? Those are the teams that have been mentioned recently.
1: I mean, Dallas is the one that makes the most sense. They still have anything to trade.
2: That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's not Dallas. Unless uh, they want to send Luca. Yeah. Which. I still wouldn't want. No. No.
1: I mean, it would make no sense for that. I guess if you just thought Kyrie and Giannis was such a good pairing, but they wouldn't do that. The Bucs shouldn't do that either.
2: No, the Bucs shouldn't. Also, the Bucs are not going to trade Giannis unless he specifically asks to be traded.
1: They certainly shouldn't. They should never. Even if he says he won't resign, ride it
2: out. Yeah. Why would you trade the best player in franchise history? Unless he specifically wants to.
1: The greatest player in franchise history.
2: Yeah, the greatest buck.
1: Yeah. yeah, The yeah. greatest it's, buck.
2: You have to be so the, – the
1: problem of having Kareem for six years, you have to be very specific.
2: Because yeah, yeah. Kareem is at worst, in my opinion, the third best player of all time.
1: I think that's his floor for sure.
2: Yeah. So – Sorry, honest. Like you, yeah. you, you have like insane trajectory. You could maybe get there. You're not there right now.
1: Should have, should have came in the league averaging 30 and 15 and four or whatever.
2: Yeah. What was that? Like a couple of weeks ago, we were just looking up Kareem stats and it's, just, it's like, easy to do. It's, it's crazy.
1: Well, I was talking to John McRae on Knicks Film School, school It was like he was like 11th in assists one year or something, or over his Bucks tenure. Oh, yeah. and he's just like, yeah, because he just played all the games and got like four a game. I guess I don't yeah. know. Maybe it wasn't 11th, but like. His assists will also sneak up on you, along with everything else, and they didn't you even track his blocks. Yeah.
2: I know they didn't. He would have led the league in blocks, hundred percent. Oh yeah,
1: um,
2: you know you know what's crazy? This is uh, a little bit off topic, uh, of the off Uh Chris, I was looking up. I had Chris Middleton started eighteen games last year? I know. That's like they I feel won like 56. People, for, people forget that. Blow it up, like eighteen games. Chris Middleton started. Blow it Your up. the second best player. Insanity.
1: He was 23rd in assists in 72 73.
2: It's crazy. Like, that means he's better than some starting point guards because there's 30 starting point guards.
1: Yeah. Although he was oh. not for. Oh, he missed. It. Oh, he missed. Actually, he only, he'd only played 76 that year. That was a bad year to pick.
2: Wow. Were there 30 teams back then? No. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe not thirty.
1: No, but here, let's see. This this season, he played eighty two. His second year in the league, sophomore Kareem led in points and points per game. Wilt had him in in rebounds, though. Um, I believe he. Let's see where he was in assists that year. Not as high. Never mind. Disapp- only forty fifth, which is still not bad.
2: Kareem, you're slacking. Slacking. Oh, Flag and only forty fifth in assists 20, while you're leading the league in scoring and rebounding.
1: Twenty three no? year old Kareem at that time, Lou Elsinder. Um, yeah, twenty twenty three years old, thirty one sixteen three point three, not bad.
2: Is anyone ever going to do that again?
1: No one's ever going to do this year three Kareem, forty four minutes a night, thirty four point eight points, sixteen point six rebounds, four point six assists.
2: Just, just a different. Thirty-five different a animal. night. Different animal. At twenty-four years old. I mean, we. could I mean, Luca maybe could. How old's Luca? Uh, I think older he's like twenty-three, than that. right? Ah, uh, maybe you're right. Yeah. Luca is twenty-four. Excuse me. Yeah. So he's twenty-four. He just averaged thirty-two. That's true. Don't think so, he's gonna get
1: the sixteen rebounds.
2: Nah, that one is a little bit of a trick. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. No yeah. one's no one's ever gonna do that again.
1: Not not coming in the league like that. I mean, the last player, Luca was one. Cooper Flag
2: of the... is he him?
1: <laughs> Dude, Cooper Flag is gonna. There's gonna be a lot of discourse about Cooper Flag.
2: Why do you say that?
1: Can't quite put my finger on it. I just think he's going to be.
2: He's the next Larry Bird. Type. He's
1: going to be OutKick's favorite player. He's
2: the hes the next Dirk Nowitzki.
1: And there's going to be a bunch of articles for people who don't watch NBA, like finally a good-natured trash talker. This is what we needed. A he's, lunch wants, a lunch pail guy. Yeah, lunch,
2: he wants to play for the Celtics, too. Did you see that?
1: Oh, my God. I hate him already.
2: Because he's, he's from Maine, I think.
1: Of course he is.
2: And he said, like, he was talking to Jason Tatum. He's like, I'd love to play with him. I don't think it's going to work out that way, but I, I, yeah. I want to. Who wouldn't want to play for the hometown team? Bro, you're from Maine.
1: <laughs> it is funny how the Boston teams get new. Like, probably just because of the Patriots. They get the whole region.
2: They get all of it. They get the entire New England area. Which is, I mean, it's The Bucks should, like, the the buck should expand.
1: Wrong. The Bucks should expand. Let's get Iowa. Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's take they should have Iowa. You know what's crazy? I, I have a friend who lives in Iowa. They get blacked out from Bulls games, Bucks games, and Timberwolves games.
1: <laughs> the NBA hates Iowa. No wonder they want yeah, college. Do.
2: Yeah, they the NBA hates Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri. Damn. Montana, Wyoming.
1: Is this all are you just naming states or are these also blackout riddled states? I think
2: I think some of them are blackout states.
1: Blackouts just suck.
2: Black, blackouts don't make any sense. I
1: Hopefully, think the uh, yeah. NBA is doing a thing. It seems like we'll see. We'll see how long it takes for it to be comprehensive. Because
2: Phoenix is doing something, right? Yeah, Phoenix they, is fighting. They bought diamonds. Their, Yeah, no, they bought it out, didn't they? I th- Well, they have the rights. I or think could so,
1: but I thought there was still like some messiness going on because of what they want to do exactly. But yeah, they're trying to just make Suns games more accessible. A wild concept.
2: Crazy. Good job. Good job. Like Matt Ishbia, he's a, he's wild, but it's like, yeah, if you have, if you own a sports team, you should do it for the fans. And you know what? He's doing it. Yeah. He, it's like his personality might get in the way sometimes. Uh, you might flop, uh, when he's not playing a game.
1: I forgot but about that.
2: You know what? There's no ethical way to be a billionaire. So at least try and make some, make up, make up for it somehow.
1: Yeah, by letting us watch free basketball, that's a good.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a good. And also, off. it also could be interesting. When uh, did you see the reports that Apple is maybe looking to buy oh. ESPN?
1: Oh my god, that'd be wild.
2: Yeah. yeah, like Disney would like sell that off. Well, we're clearly getting back to cable.
1: Yeah, 100%. it's going to be digital, but it's we, going to be never, like we've never left. We left for a little bit, and then it got everyone realized it's more expensive if you buy them all individually, mm-hmm. and you can just do the bundle. Which yeah. again, this this is. Cable, we've had this.
2: And but the thing is, everyone took everything off cable, so now you do have to get like more expensive bundles.
1: Well, well, but that's what, right, but that's like the ESPN, Disney Plus thing. Like, oh, that's a good deal. Hulu. Oh, yeah. oh, if you combine these three things and pay basically the price for one, it works out forever. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? Wow. And now, and now, if Apple gets in, right? Let's let's merge Apple into the mix, and it's going to be a whole thing.
2: Well, because like Apple's already been dipping. Not to go full Ben Thompson here, but like
1: uh, <laughs> Tech Apple, Tech Rohan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out Ben Thompson, I guess, <laughs> but uh, answer accurately. Sure. It's actually, it's actually, uh, I, I enjoyed what they. Uh,
1: shout whatever. out to Damon Rangula. He writes there too, or does he just share it? I I don't I know. He, I, shares he shares it a lot. He's a big fan. Good guy. He's too a big fan. Yeah
2: uh he doesn't follow me back it's fine um (laughs) it's it's, uh rohan
1: never forgets we're in the weeds call back to last pod
2: (laughs) uh we're uh but like apple's already dipping their toe in like with baseball they're trying to get into sports and with espn not only do you get the marquee um a lot of games and nba games monday night football the finals oh yeah Uh, every other year no, it's always been on ABC.
1: Oh, well, would that come
2: with ESPN though? Because it's technically it's technically ESPN on ABC.
1: Oh, so Disney because they have ABC, they just like run it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Or I
2: don't know. I I I'd, I'd assume maybe the finals stay on.
1: I mean, yeah, like, finals have to be on TV. You can't put the finals yeah. on a streamer.
2: Um, but you get that. You get UFC pay per views. You get yeah. like a lot, like Monday Night Football. Yep. You get, like, Sunday Night Baseball. You get all of these things. Plus, like, SportsCenter first take. You get you get everything.
1: You were saying good things for a while there, and then...
2: I'm uh, not saying those are good.
1: I have SportsCenter used to be good. Yeah, it used to be. I have a B-ball ref page open, and the top video on this ad is Giannis draws interest from Lakers and Knicks after challenging Bucks Brass. Undisputed. And I just imagine this is the worst video of all time.
2: Oh yeah, because I think the report was that the Lakers and Knicks would be interested. What a shock! Crazy. We, we should you start. We, we
1: should start reporting. The, like, let's get us. Let's get us aggregated. Here's a. Is yeah. anyone listening? The Dallas Mavericks think... would be interested in potentially acquiring Giannis Antetokounmpo per Bucks insider Ty Ty Windish.
2: Uh, one time, I don't know if you. One time when I was like, when I was still writing for Behind the Buck Pass, I like threw out a fake. Like, Paul oh, George yeah. Trade. And then it's like, NBA Insider for <laughs> proposes Paul George trade for the Milwaukee Bucks. And it's like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're an insider compared to a normal person. It's all about perspective.
2: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> everything,
1: um, everything in media is a mess right now.
2: Yeah. That's why you should support your local podcast. Yeah. Your GSPN, local, your local blog. Yeah, you should support only GSPN yeah. and no one else in the country.
1: Maybe a you get like three others. Three's a lot. <laughs> Rohan, don't be greedy hey, with people's attention.
2: Hey, we have so many podcasts. That's that. true. It's like you got to be able to keep up with all of them.
1: Our Milwaukee Brewers podcast, Talk of the Tundra. That one I did on purpose.
2: <laughs> yes. Cruising
1: was- for a bruising. I don't want to talk yeah. about brewers right now, though. Listen yeah, to those guys, right? A little,
2: I, little depressing. Hey, they still have a lead in the division. I know, I know. And they get to play another series against the Cubs.
1: Yeah. I hate Which losing to the Cubs though.
2: It's so bad, especially when you get game one. And game three, it's like you get you get a master, not Maybe not a masterpiece, but it's like only gives up one run. Yeah. Only gives up one run. And that was like on a hit-by-pitch and then error, right?
1: Yeah, something. I didn't catch the side of the game. I mean, their winning run, it was would have been an out if it doesn't go off the foot of Paguero or Piamps, one of those two. Yeah. It's very, very stupid. And then game two was, they would have hit like four dingers, but it was a freaking oh, win Oh, game tunnel. two, game game two,
2: excuse me, not game three. Yeah, yeah game was three
1: the was that, I think, yeah, Woodruff gave up two in game two, I think. And then game
2: two, and that was he like- gave up two? He might have, not, I think he gave up one.
1: Did, I think he gave up two, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, it was very, very slow. He got no runs support. Yeah, no. No run support. Uh what other podcast do we have? Talk of the actual talk of the tundra yep. talking about the Green Bay Packers, like we mentioned earlier. They're week, gonna be doing won. a yeah, they're gonna be doing a, a win predictions pod. Maybe you get a special guest in there by the name Maybe. of uh, Andrew Snyder, potentially. Yeah. Um, big
1: Panthers guy.
2: Keep big pounding Panthers the funniest Keep.
1: team hashtag ever.
2: There's no way that's true, is it? Look it up. <laughs> I'll Google that's it right one thing, now. That's one thing to have on X.com. Hashtag keep <laughs> uh,
1: Carolina Panthers team hashtag. Oh, it just gave me their, their site. I'll find it. Nope, it's their it's their only thing in their bio.
2: Hashtag keep pounding.
1: At Panthers. Hashtag keep pounding. X.com.
2: Make sure you check out Talk of the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> all, of your, all your Packers and NFL stuff uh cruising for a bruising like we mentioned make time for this win in six we'll be back on this pod someday uh, feed <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, because the season is starting to creep up on us I yeah we, we have gotta like,
1: do we gotta do our uh our over under pod soon
2: around 50 days we have to do uh uh something with the buck stock market information coming soon oh yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, less than fifty days. Or around fifty days, I think, until the start of the NBA season. And less than that till preseason.
1: Maybe uh maybe next week or the week after we'll start our over under series, going around the league. Mm-hmm. That'll be yeah. fun.
2: Will be. Maybe not next week, because we're we're not gonna have a normal Eurostep this this week due to yep. due to events.
1: Events and Labor Day.
2: Events and Labor Day. I forgot about Labor Day.
1: Yeah, we're um, gonna labor words. a little less.
2: Yes. But um yeah, expect us to be back the following week. Yeah, Uh, on our normal schedule, we had Mm -hmm. to do this emergency Ty Ty Washington pod, even though we spent the last half an hour just rambling.
1: Yeah, if Uh, if Ty Ty Washington does anything, maybe we'll have a pod late next week too. We'll see.
2: What do you mean if he does anything?
1: Just like a cool social post.
2: Oh, it was like, what is he supposed to do?
1: (laughs) He got to put up eighty somewhere. That's the rules for young Bucks players
2: going to go to the crossover put up 80 just pull
1: up pull up to FIBA and just like volunteer for teams that's what I expect
2: yeah I mean like Jordan's still playing like all these teams are playing their like qualification stuff really yeah they're still playing oh I didn't know that it's uh, I don't know what it's for but it's the classification games
1: oh yeah I know there's a like one more tournament after this too to qualify for Olympics it's going to be big for Greece and Giannis if they get in or not actually
2: yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Like France and Iran are like playing right now as we're recording. Oh wow! Uh, France is beating Iran by twenty. Uh, but yeah. On that note, I think I, th- I think we did all the plugs already. Yeah, like, we yeah. did. Check out gspn.info. Uh, what a weird podcast!
1: It's it a fun, fun one.
2: Fun one for sure. This is the off season. Hope hope you enjoyed all five of you that are still listening. <laughs> uh, Maybe maybe we're just talking to no one. We're talking to <laughs> each other. Yeah, exactly. What this more is, can this, you ask for? We just have our convos on the internet. That's basically what this is. But Pod uh, Podrandon, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Right.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.